0: NRL Rewind, hosted by Matt Namowski. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, doing something slightly different. Had a topic, just wanted to quickly uh, settle, get a little podcast out, uh, get my thoughts across. It's a pretty interesting one. There's not many times in the league where a fullback in his prime hits the open market, that could attract some good attention. Normally, it's a player who's, you know, well-established, probably uh, in the back end of his career, or it could be like your Caelan Ponga, uh, your Reece Walsh, who gets nice and early before they before they've even hit their prime, and, you know, you get them on a cheap deal. The situation with Matt Dufty is very interesting to me. I just want to have a quick chat about it, because when you kind of look at the landscape of the league and the fullbacks that are in place right now, He's an interesting piece that can really swing the comp in a couple of different ways and make some teams on the cusp, you know, that maybe that last piece or, you know, he could be going to a struggling team and really just plug a gap or he could be, you know, probably the best backup in the league of any position. So want to kind of to run through a couple of scenarios because I think this Matt Dufty signing, wherever he does end up here, obviously news has come out that the Dragons, you know, have told him he can go to any other club, you know, they don't want to re-sign him for next season. That was before his two try, five assist performance against Brisbane last Friday. But again, just wanted to kind of talk through some of the scenarios at play here because it is it's quite interesting. And again, a fullback in his prime does not really hit the market that often. So kind of wanted to go through it here. So I think let's start by saying obviously Matt Dufty is a fullback. He has got some he's he has got some half skills in him, but he's an out and out number one. I don't think you can play him in a line, you know, he can't make 35 tackles a game with good efficiency and still able to maintain his speed and his ball-playing ability. So I think he's pretty established here. He's got to go as a number one. So I wanted to kind of talk through, we we'll go down the ladder here just to see, you know, who's got a number one right now that they would prefer to have Matt Dafty instead of. So let's kind of run through here to see out of the 16 clubs, how many, how many spots are we talking about here? So the Panthers at number one, Dylan Edwards, not moving Dylan Edwards. Storm at number two, they got Pappenhausen, they got, and then obviously Nico Hinder was left now, but Pappenhausen, uh, so that's no. Eels at three, Gutherson, no thank you. The Rabbits at four, Latrell Mitchell, not going to happen. Tedesco at five with the Roosters, again, not going to happen. So let's run through these a little bit quickly. You got Manly at six, Turbo, no. You got Valentine Holmes uh, for the Cowboys at seven, no. The Dragons, let's put a pin on them because they're going to come back here. The Warriors at 9 have Reese Walsh. The Sharks at 10 have Will Kennedy or Nico Hines. Both not going to happen. 11 with the Tigers. Dane Laurie, not going to happen. Gold Coast Titans at 12 with AJ Brimson, not going to happen. Canberra Raiders at 13 with Clock said, Let's put it. Let's put a bow and then come back to them. Newcastle Knights at 14, Kalen Ponga, no. Broncos at 15, we're coming back to them. And the Bulldogs at 16, we're coming back to them. So, we've gone through all sixteen clubs. There's only four in play here. It's the Dragons, it's the Raiders, it's the Broncos, and the Bulldogs. So let's kind of go through these one by one. The most logical one is the Dragons come to their senses and re-sign Matt Dufty. He's getting that bit of efficiency in his game where when he plays the Dragons, you know, perform well. When he doesn't play, it's a mess. You know he he's that ball player at the, at the back. He has that good line speed. You know he hits the hot hits the line really hard on his returns. And obviously to me, sniffing around the rock. You know a couple of forwards are going to throw some offloads. Ben Hunt around that play the ball. That makes the most sense to me. Let's skip down to the Broncos at fifteen here. Obviously they were really in for the Nico Hines sweepstakes and got uh, got pipped at the end by the Sharks. They've got Adam Reynolds who have come to the club as the new number seven. Right now, the options are full back. Let's kind of see what they've got there. So they can put Tony Staggs at the number one. I don't think that's going to happen. They had Jermaine Asako, a fullback, and obviously he's been dropped this week. Hobi Farnworth is the new number one. I don't think it's his full-time position. I think he's a better center. And Tessie New, he obviously hype it before the season to start there. Not going to happen. Matt Tufty will be an upgrade on everyone there. Matt Dufty and Adam Reynolds as a half as a, you know, a halfback fullback combination. I like it. I could see some options there. So to me, right now, Dragons obviously with the familiarity. Um, but if the dragons are step or not re signing him, the Broncos have a very nice out here. You know, out of a 10, how would I like the fit? That's an that's an eight out of ten. That's that's very nice. I like the dufty to the Broncos. Let's go to the Bulldogs. Obviously. I think last year when they signed Corey Allen, they thought he was going to be the fullback of the future. That's not going to happen. Uh looks like he's going to be on the wing on the center. That's where he's going to play. You have Dalton Lesniak who's playing there right now, and Nick Meany who's been switching times there. Both serviceable, but again, could be an upgrade there. And the big piece here, you got Josh Adokar coming next season. Now, there were some reports that Adokar wanted to come back to Sydney and play fullback. Can you play fullback? We, we don't know yet. We haven't seen it yet. So, look, Matt Dufty to them, it could work. I think, you know, they start to put a lot of money into their backs and their halves. Uh, obviously, Kotrick, you've got Ado Carr on good money, Corey Allen's on good money. Then you got uh, Matt Burden coming in, got Kyle Flanagan. So they've got some money already tied up in a lot of key positions there. So, look, the fit, it's probably, yeah. You know, again, it's a team that needs a lot more than one piece. So that's probably a six out of 10 for me with the Bulldogs, but Matt Dufty would look good in the, the blue and white. The most intriguing one is this report about the Raiders. So the report is coming out that Charnsson Klotzad, who's their best uh, fullback right now, been there for a number of seasons, played really well. They see him as a center. They want to move uh, Chance into the centers to accommodate Matt Dufty at the back. A couple of things here. I think this season, as you've heard on the podcast, me repeat it over and over again. I think one of the main reasons the Canberra Raiders find themselves in 13 position, 4 wins, 8 losses, is because they've really missed chimes out the back. You know, workhorse out the back, gets a lot of stuff done. In the centres, look, he'll do a job. Defensively very sound. He has a lot of try savers in in his arsenal when he's in the back and defending. In attack, you know, it's a lot less. You know, he hasn't really got that passing. He's more of a running fullback, so putting him on an edge and, you know, kind of trying to get outside or inside of his man one-on-one, a draw and pass. I like it. Now, let's look at all the overall state of this uh, this Raiders club and where they've got to allocate some resources here. Obviously, a lot they've lost George Williams, so they need a 7. Sam Williams is there right now, but I think we all kind of see that we need to get an improvement there fullback and center the spot that you really got to accommodate here for the for the raiders you know you've got some really nice young outside backs harley shields tomoko chris uh simonson Valame. you know there's plenty of outside backs here to run so to me in theory when you first hear it, it's it's interesting adapted to the raiders and chance into the centers but to me the fit is a four out of ten you they're going to allocate their resources, I think, to a true out-and-out half here to pa- partner Jack Wyden. Uh, so to me, that's not going to happen, you know. They, they might talk themselves into it, but when we talk about the teams here of who fits where, I think that's not one of them. So to me, it's a two-horse race here. It's the St. George at Dragons and the Brisbane Broncos. I think they're the two most logical. I think they're the best fit. And they're the one where a re-signing a Matt Dufty here would really – help them solidify the core that they've got right now. The Dragons, again, it's familiarity. He knows where he is. He's been there for a number of seasons. Look, he's had a couple of rocky starts to his career at the Dragons. You know, there was that report that Paul McGregor said, you know, if you play like that, you're going to go play for the Titans when the Titans weren't going to crash hot. He's been dropped a couple of times. But again, he's a class player and you've seen what he does when he's outside the lineup here. But to me, the one I'm clamoring for is obviously the Brisbane Broncos. So lost down the Nico Hines deal. To me, they've obviously seen Jermaine Asako. Tessie Nuo is not the option there. This is a great fit, I think. If you kind of look at a nucleus here of a young Bronco, or not even young, you know, we're just talking about core players here who you can build a club around for the next three years. Let's let's look at this as a three-year window here for Broncos to get back to relevance, and they can start building and getting their young players along. So you have Dufty, you have Stags, you have Adam Reynolds, you have Payne Haas. And you have David Penguin Jr. and Pat Carrigan. That's seven players there. That's some seven class players. And just what it does there is in key positions, you know, in the one and the seven, especially, you bring in through free agency, you bring in some class players, some experienced players that can take the load off these young guys that are learning on the job and still trying to figure out what their best football is. So to me, I think the Brisbane Broncos is the best case. I think the Dragons will be in the next best case. I'll then go the Bulldogs and the Raiders, who, again, this, this story's come out of nowhere. I don't mind the story again. When I first heard it, I was like, that's fantastic. But when you kind of really start to think about what the Raiders need in that number seven jersey and the amount of talent they're going to lose if they don't start coming, bringing through these outside backs that they've got stockpiled here, it's a dangerous position. This Canberra Raiders side is in a very dangerous position. We've seen with their forwards. You know, at the start of the season, we said, you know, they're going to fill two four packs with the number of 4s they've got. They're going to start coming off with some re-signings here. You know, an Emre Goula, a Corey Horsberg, a Harawiri Naira, you know, all these players that, you know, a Joe Tarpany, all these guys are going to come off contract and they're going to start losing them. We've seen the Broncos have started to leak a little bit of their younger players. So I think they need to get at least in some key positions, some established stars. I think Dufty and Reynolds are two fantastic signings for what they need. If you look at them the last year and a half of what they need, it's an out and out seven, who's the lead playmaker and then spark out of the back. And I think that's exactly what you get with those two players. So for me, on the NRL Rewind here, I think uh, Dufty to the Broncos makes the most sense. It's the most logical one. If the Dragons are going to let a superstar like Dufty go, you know, when you look at um, the, the fullbacks in the league, you know, and you kind of rank them from one to 16, you know, Dufty's probably not even in the top half, but that's just the, we've never had the fullback position in the NRL era, this dominant and this many star players. So you know what, it's not its not a bad thing that he's the ninth best fullback in the league. You know, it's just telling you the quality and to get one of these quality plays is going to make a huge difference. And the Broncos has obviously been lacking that and it will be a great signing. So look, just again, just want to get that out there. I think there's going to be some news on this very shortly with the Matt Dufty signing. I think, you know, it's going to come out sooner or later that he's going to make a decision here soon. Some dominoes are going to fall in a place for the rest of the season for next year's signings. So he's definitely, the to me the biggest piece left on the board here. So, again, I'm I'm predicting Dufty to the Broncos. I think it's the most logical signing. If this Raiders deal happens, I'll be excited to see it just from a from a position of, you know, seeing Dufty in the green and Chance in the centres. But, again, I think there's some some other key holes here the Raiders need to kind of focus in instead of bringing in a, a big money fullback here. So, again, guys, that was just a quick one. Um, we'll be back later in the week with the round round 14 review we get we're getting further and further into the season we'll obviously uh, come back with an origin review as well just a quick instant reaction to the game so thanks for listening guys have a great day hear from you soon cheers